Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Oh my God, I'm so excited, I can't believe it! Oh, uh, it's fun, Mazel Tov! Simon Tov and Mazel Tov and Mazel Tov and Simon Tov and Mazel Tov and Simon Tov and Mazel Tov and Mazel Tov Hey, Anu! Can we get a cleanup crew to Can we get another aisle three, please? I knocked over that glass. God, that was like so weird. It's fine. Oh my God. Is somebody smoking weed in here? No, it's Bet's bag in the back. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Bet Sussman on the piano. I give up. Yeah. New York is just one endless high. It, it is. No, you walked it's down the one that high. <laughs> now this is the Jew bell, Sandy. So anytime we rem- we mention anything remotely Jewish, the bell goes off. <laughs> this is our first like produced live po- podcast, and I unbelievable so far. Could not be happier to have the. Incredible Sandra Bernhardt here and uh, Beth Sussman on the piano. Hi, gorgeous people of New York City I mean, can on you a Monday believe night. It? Look at all these people on the upper. How many the Jews stages here? are How quiet? The How stages many? are quiet. Okay, I'm done. And bam! And I saw a couple people not raise their hands that are definitely Jewish. All right, so let me ask you: Were yeah. you were you invited to um, uh, what's your name's birthday? Um, you know, the 50th celebration the other night. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. You were there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you go? No, I wasn't invited. Oh, all right. I thought... <laughs> She's had a lot of surgery, don't you think? She's had a lot of sores. Yes! Good one! I gotta be careful with my water, though. All right. Now, 
Sandra, you are the. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to do an intro because everyone you knows just you. Don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I hear, you. If I hear anything more about myself that I already know, I'm going to faint. Oh, you might. I do a lot of research now. I am very impressed by that. Uh, so now, Sandy. Yes, can baby. I call you Sandy? Yeah, of course. Of course, so you call Sandy, me Sandy. Um, I know you grew up. You know you're born in in Michigan, Flint, correct? Flint, Michigan. And then when you were ten, you moved to Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. And you have three brothers, three older brothers. And your father was a doctor. That's right. Um, and physician surgeon. Right, but back in those days, they called themselves physicians and surgeons. It was like. But did he How did, did proctology? He, right, he studied proctology. He did. He claimed he did. Really? And then, oh, wait, your father, mother, and three brothers, and then doctor. Okay. So, um, you you said, that, and your mother was an abstract artist. That's right. And played the piano. Yep. Um, but you had the funniest line about them, that that's how you see the world. You, that you're, my father's a proctologist, my mother's an abstract artist, that's how I view the world. Yes. Is that not the best and like I, that visual is incredible. I, you know, I don't even know how I came up with that line. I think I came up with it one night on stage. Yeah, you know, that's what a, that's the best. An improvisational yes. gem when you're in the zone. You know, <laughs> that's an improv. So you moved to Scottsdale. Now, were were you popular in school? I'm very obsessed with popularity. No. Yeah, I was not popular at all. No. Like, so who'd you hang out with? Well, but moving I, I, at ten is shitty too. What's that? Moving at 10 is kind of shitty. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think for sure had we stayed in Flint, it would have been an easier adolescence. But I would never have become the person I am because there was something about being out in the desert. Right. Back in the 60s. When it wasn't. You know, it was just like, it was like still like the wild, the wild, wild west, which happened to be one of my favorite programs. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why did you move? Why did your My father came home. One day in 1965, mm-hmm. and announced to the family we were going to Arizona. We were moving to Arizona. There was no explanation. We were all just like, okay, like just <laughs> terrified and frightened. <laughs> My mother, who she had her her whole you know artist community in Flint. Right. She went to Flint Community College every day and did her pottery and her paintings. And there were a lot of really interesting you know art te- professors there. She had her whole world, and he upended her. Why whole did world. he do that? I I think it's a co- combination of things. I think my dad was uh, was a gypsy in his own way, and right. also I think he had a, a a lady that he had to run from. Might have been his nurse. Yeah. Whoa. Helen was her name. Was she? She was a Nafki. Wow. You know from Nafkis? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's terrible. And here's the best story. One one time there was a tornado warning. Yeah. And when I was at Longfellow Elementary School, which was the last year, I was our fourth grade, and they sent us all home. I, I started running home. I was terrified. Right. And I got like a stitch in my side. So I ran back to school and they said, what are you doing here? So they called my dad's office and Helen came to pick me up. No way. Yeah. And she was smoking. Right. Totally irritated with me. Right. I mean, it was like a five-minute drive. Right. right. <laughs> but it stays with me to this day. It haunts me. Fuck Helen. Do you think she's dead? I, I, she must be either. But we, for years, my brothers and I thought maybe we had a, a step sibling somewhere. But you could get your DNA done and find that out. How am I going to find out if Helen had a baby? Because then if that, that baby gets their DNA done, they you but connect. We don't know who, who the, where the fuck happened to Helen. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're fuck. looking for I, I, Helen. Oh, Helen. Helen, is Helen, she in the house? All right, shut Helen, up. Helen, here's my DNA. Wait, can I tell you something? My Helen knows my DNA. All right, I fucked up, all right? I'm not perfect, but you are. My, um, I, li- I grew up in New Jersey and I my, I lived five houses down from the school like I walked to that's school that's incredible okay and I, literally if you were in the no this is no, about, it is it is if you were in the schoolyard you could see my house right and anytime there was weather anytime like it was like tornado or you know the snows I would be sitting in my class who was the first person to get called out of school on the loudspeaker you. Judith Gold, your mother is here to pick you up. Every 
Every, I mean, she didn't talk like my mother, I guess, the announced person, but um, <laughs> I'm like, Ma, I could fucking walk to this, you know. Here, I have a better story for you. I was at Go. the, at the, at the Senna, Senna Capri movie theater on Camelback with, it's probably my oh, friend yeah, Diane Camelback. Adler. Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I hear somebody screaming, Sandra, Sandra. And I turn around, and my mother has run into the movie theater where she dropped, I think it was The Odd Couple. And she, somebody had called, done a prank phone call as me, right. saying, Mom, help, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> so she came running to the movie theater, and I said, I'm right here, I'm fine. Who did the call? Remember when we could do that? You can't Helen. do that anymore. Oh, God. You don't even know some of the prank phone calls oh, that, my I, God. that I made in my 20s and 30s with right. friends in LA oh, yeah. to people in the business. Right, right. Oh, that's fu- like, all right, just do one. I can't, I can't tell you. You can't say who it is. No, no I cannot. I can. You can't even give the dialogue? Nope. All right. So, I can't. Oh, thank I could you. be arrested. Laura just brought me some questions from the audience, but we're not getting to those yet. Anyway, so your first album that you bought with your mother was Tapestry by Carol, Carol King. Carol King, yes. And you know, Carol King is as popular and relevant today as she was in 1969, 68. I, I remember that album. I mean, first of all, opening an album. Like yeah, the cellophane. Just the cellophane. And then the you, smell. Yeah, you open it, and then you, don't, you touch the yeah, edges, and you, put, the edges. and you sit on your floor in your bedroom. Yeah. And just uh, on listen my blue to an and green over- shag carpet yeah. with my astrological wallpaper right. and my Indian bedspreads. Oh fr- yeah, because from Scottsdale, a head shop right. on Fifth Avenue in Scottsdale. No way. That always. That, no matter how many times I washed them, they still smelled like incense. Right. <laughs> and I had my whole room set up by the black light posters. Right. Right. Like, and I was like the least druggy person, but I liked right. the whole hippie right. ha- hair. Uh, you know ethos. My parents took me to see hair in LA when I was no, thirteen. No way! When you yeah. they were naked, yeah, and you saw a penis. We went there, and I got to first wow. place. I got to I got to get a dress at Judy's, um, which was a boutique in, in, wow. in uh, Century City. Okay. But do they spell so it J E W D Y? Okay. So I got the cutest dress. Right. My parents took me. And like one of the, the the cast members like swung into my dad's lap. It was the best thing that ever happened at the Aquarius Theater on Sunset. Wow! How cool were my parents? Very cool. When I was 13, 14. Wow! Age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. I'm afraid to fuck it up. Wait. Harmony and understanding. Sympathy and trust abounding. No No more falsehoods or derisions. Golden visions. Dreams of visions. Mystic crystal revelations. And the time to revelations. Aquarius. didn't remember some of the words because you were a little more popular than I was, okay? Because you <laughs> probably went out during... Uh, so what What were you involved in in high school? Did you jo- Were you in any clubs? I was, I was in the Sounds of Saguaro, directed by Debs Valentine, who was a Mormon guy who was t- totally gay. Re- oh, here's shocking. A good sto- here's a good story. Yes. The Voices of Saguaro was the best chorus that produced all the, the musicals. Then they did a version of Funny Girl with this right. totally blonde Shiksa wasp. Right. Years later, my really good friend Stacy Fatella, who was a total hippie, her sister Kim Ann, and another friend of mine, Donna Newton, who wanted to be an opera singer, it all turned out that we're both sexually molested by Joe Esley, the director of Voices of Saguaro. Now, why wasn't I allowed in? Because I was skinny and not appealing to him. But what a blessing. Are you fucking what, kidding what me? What a blessing. From the get-go, Hashem protected me. And I was never molested by anybody. Oh, God. He would have loved me. You know? All right. I had nothing to offer. 
That is unbelievable. Is that a story? That that is a story. Now you buy. Uh, all right. So you're you're it, you mentioned that uh, once that I heard that uh, early on, um, Carol Channing was a big. Yeah, because my parents took me to see her when I was eight years old at the Fisher Theater in Detroit right. in previews before right. she came to Broadway. She they, they were on the road trying it out. Did and you it love was, it? Loving is not the word. Right. It took me to a place that I only go to when I perform myself now. Was that your first? Yes. Or was that the, yeah. I mean, yeah, I already knew. At five years old, I was already right. telling uh, Marlene Rosenbaum, my dad's partner, Mel Rosenbaum's <laughs> wife. Yeah. When she asked me, what, what, what do you want to be when you grow up, Sandy? I said, a comedian. And she laughed. And she, she was boiling water to make potatoes the only time right. I ever saw her cook. <laughs> I said, no, I will be. I will be. And she thought I was so cute. Fuck you, Marlene. But anyway, so this was a, these were stepping stones for right. me. Carol, Chan- and you know, I remember her because my mother was always like, she's, ver- she's tall, Judith, and she made it. There, exactly. Yeah. And then she came, well, I met her many times subsequently, right. but she came to my show um, I'm still here, damn it, when I was pregnant. Right. And she came backstage and she goes, I am your spiritual... No, no, you are my spiritual granddaughter. Aww. And she was, she was in excellent shape. This was 97. Wow. So she was still... That's amazing. I never thought she'd die. I know. And she, uh, she just... Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. You love the Mary Tyler Moore show. Loved. Got me through high Same. school. Same. Like, I fucking... I, wa- who'd, I wanted to be Rhoda, of course. Did you? Oh. No, I wanted to be Mary. You did? Of course. She's so goyasha. And suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. Well, wait, wait, it's wait, you, wait, girl. Let's slow it down. Let's do, a, let's do more. That's my ringtone on my a, phone, by the way. There's about four or five different versions of yeah. this. Yeah. There's a country version. Yeah. All right. Let's try it. Okay. No. Wait. Aren't slow we it do, way down. Let's that. do a really slow okay. version. Ooh. Ooh. A smile. Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it seem all worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each little glance and every movement, you show it. Making music here. Yes, thank you, we. thank you. I wanted to run away to those houses. On um, you know, like I wanted to. Li- I, when I went to Minneapolis for the first time to work, I drove by that house like a fu- and I waited. I wanted to wait to see if the light would come on, and it's like mental. It's not like, though. It's like, not do you mental. remember the opening where the woman's coming uh, down the escalator from the and and uh, and she has like big. Oh no, she comes out of the elevator. She has like big. Uh, aviator glasses on. Like, oh. I remember the people in the background of the opening this, this of the was, fucking show. These, the, these were the most glamorous times right. of our of our lives. I mean, nothing compares to it now. That was and, true glamour. And half of these shows would never get on, on TV. Like, the All in the Family, never. Because everybody, it was a, it was a revelation. Right. These were, these were things that no, nobody had ever seen right. before. These were, you know... Opening up ideas and, and, and portals into, right. you know, thinking that 
had uh, up until then just never been touched. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor and I love them and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, I can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. We have something in common, um, our, our love for variety shows. Yes. Like, I was obsessed. Yeah. Like, I loved... All of them. Like all. Sonny and Cher. All. Um, Carol Burnett. The best. Uh, Can I tell you a cute story? Yeah. Remember when Carol Burnett rebooted her show? Yeah. It only lasted for a couple of weeks. Right. I actually went, went into rehearsal with Carol and her musical director to do a number, and I was going to film it that week, and it was canceled that week. No way. Oh. That's a terrible story. That's horrible. You know what? She should host SNL. If anyone should host SNL, it should be her. That is a brilliant idea. Thank you. I have thought that for years oh and years. Oh, my God. Well, that, like, that, there that's, would be no SNL. That's a bastion of unsophistication, right. SNL. There's nothing sophisticated What did you think of S- Bell's Halsey last weekend? I didn't see it. What was that about? Halsey. Her name's Halsey, but I call her Bell's Halsey. She was the host, Halsey. Ooh. Her name's Halsey. She's from New Jersey. She's a singer. I don't know, you know. about her. Right, exactly. But I love she was Bell's hosting. Halsey. Yeah, That's I call funny. her Bell's Halsey. That's funny. <laughs> You're funny, Judy. Thank you, Sandy. Um, so, Sandy, you graduate high school. Well, yeah. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I graduated a half year early. I just right. I left. Right, you left. But d- your brothers all went on to become yeah, professional they, well my oldest brother dropped in and out of college right. a thousand times he never really finished right my brother david who was a world-class photographer right the, uh, the likes of which diane you know like diane arbus yes yeah. yes he should have stayed with he became a dentist he got back to his photography right. recently my brother my crazy brother mark who was like a fabulous drummer and right. played, played the vibes he went to um, osteopathic school. My oh dad my was an osteopath. My dad was a DO. I, right. I like to reveal that right. now. And when I was really young, I was too embarrassed to say that my say dad d- was an doctor. osteopath. Yeah. Hippity hoppity, osteopathy. Uh, you leave and you go on a kibbutz. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you, like, how because did that happen? Because, because all my cousins lived in Israel. Right. And all my brothers had all gone over and worked on kibbutzim. Right. And I didn't want—I didn't want to go right to college. And my, 
I didn't. I listen. I high school to me was just you know. Just I fucking hated high a school. Passing thing I had. But to you do. knew that in your head. You knew that in your head. Yeah. Right. So I did fantasized. you get teased? By who? By other kids. Yeah. Like what? Man, they made fun of my lips. Oh, you have the best fucking lips. And can you imagine my lips in 1972 in Scottsdale, Arizona at Saguaro High School? Yeah. Well, do you know how many women would pay for those fucking lips right now? They are. Yeah. They are. Fuck them. I, yeah, I got teased. They were horrible to me. I got teased and That's why I always had such an affinity for, for, you know, the black experience. Right. Because they would call me the N-word. Because of your lips? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck them. And I'd be like, you should be so fucking lucky right to have a black student at your high school yeah you mother i'm the closest you're ever gonna have yeah that's right bitches you cowboy wasp thin lip cunt (laughs) hilarious so you go on a kibbutz which i really want henry to go my son henry to go on a kibbutz too late yeah because you said you learned you learned about the work how, ethic. Yeah, and that doing mundane things that would pay yes. off later. Yes. You know, it, it taught you so much. Yeah. Well, you, when you get up every day and you just do manual labor. Right. Whether I was going to the, the mashcheta, which was the the, um, <laughs> the slaughterhouse. Right. The kosher slaughterhouse. Right. Where I vacuumed lungs out of chickens on the assembly line. And or whether I was working, okay. Whether I was picking oranges or grapefruits. Wow. Whether I was chopping uh, weeds in the cotton fields. Wait, can we just talk about sucking the lung out of the chicken? Yeah. Like it's a like vac- a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, a, little, a long tube with a little like serrated edge, and you go. Yeah. And did it gross you out? And then the slaughtering of the animal, they do it as, so it's... There's a kosher... Yeah, so it's the least painful way for the animal. Supposedly. How do we know? (laughs) How do they do it? They cut the throat and flip out out the windpipe at the same time. All right. It's no life. But do you eat meat now? Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, so... (laughs) Never stop. I tried to be a vegetarian. Yeah. I was like... You know, I know. I need like a I nice. Need it. I need a I red need, meat once a month. I, yes, and then right? a lot of chicken and fish. The yeah, rest of all the time. The time. Now, uh, your big influences. Yep. Were Lily and Bet. Yep, Lily Tomlin, Tomlin and Midler. Bette Midler. Yeah. And after you left the kibbutz, I went home to Arizona for a few months right. to regroup. Right. I worked at my my mother opened a daycare center. What? Called Ninos Contentos. <laughs> it was an. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was an investment for my parents. In what? I, I, Wait, I, Ninos <laughs> Contentos. I think I should. I think I should write a book. My next book. Oh my god, Ninos, Ninos Contentos. <laughs> Is that so fucked That's up? fucking mental. Is that the best? Was she into kids? Enough. <laughs> Not us so much. Did they speak Spanish? I think she spoke. No, you didn't. There weren't Mexican children there. I know, but why would you call it Ninos Contentos? Scottsdale, and there was they wanted to like you know what they should have. Maybe they should have called it like Kiva Indian Child. Yeah, Care. right. Or, or or um Papoose Indian. Yeah. See, they couldn't have a Jewish one with the word Contentos in it. So. Um, what, honey? Contented children. Contented children. Yeah. Anyways, they're contented because they go to contented children. Ninos contentos. Do you then when then I moved then then you go to L.A. and then I went to L.A. I arrived in L.A. on Cinco de Mayo, 1974. Wow. My father drove me over in my Ford Maverick with a Landau top. Wow. We drove through a sandstorm outside of Palm Springs. He refused to pull over. By the time we arrived in um, L.A., where I was going to live with my um, Aunt Zelda and Uncle Maurice. <laughs> where he, did they he, live? He converted on Kelton oh. Avenue oh, in Westwood. Oh, he West converted? Road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The, the windshield was totally pitted, and right. I kept telling my dad, pull over, pull over. He wouldn't pull over. Right. 
So we had to go get the windshield replaced. By the next day, I had already um, applied, not applied, I'd already uh, signed up for my manicuring course at the Charles Ross School of Beauty on Beverly uh, Boulevard next to Jan's Coffee Shop. Right. I studied um, nails for three months, graduated. Three months? Mm -hmm. Do you think the ones here do it for three, like study for three, like what did you learn for three months? Well, you like, learn a lot. You learn about uh, diseases of the nail bed, lecanicia and paranechium. Paranechia. Ooh, honey. What'd you do? I don't know. It comes out like the, it all rigidy, rigidy. Yeah, you probably, you probably damaged the nail bed at some point. Probably. And then the nail, see the nail, there's like the fluid of the nail. Right. And you don't have nail polish on. No, I never wear nail polish. It's toxic. Do you wear toenail polish? No. Oh. Um, but it turns your toenails yellow, too. It's gross. Great. I just had a pedicure today before I got here. <laughs> well, Thank you, because you're going down to the uh, right, Aruba, to Aruba. That's right. So you, so you were... Um, but did you do the foot for three months, too? Or yeah, just everything. Yeah, yeah. Nail, feet, and hands. Were the, you were the only Jew in the class? No, there was, uh, there was oh. some other Jewish ladies. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, met, I met all of my first group of friends at um, Charles Ross. And then... Did, are you still friends with them? No, no, okay. no, no. I, I mean, not because I wouldn't want... It's just, right, yeah, you so, grow. And then yeah. I, my first job was with, with this um, leather queen named David Arcone and his German Nazi boyfriend. <laughs> they drove a Mercedes. They came in every day hungover right. and fucked up. Right. And, um, you and, nobody, and they basically had no clientele. And then I segued over to a salon called 350... No, it was called Sia at 351 North Cannon. I've been trying to pitch this as a, as a TV That's series That's a fucking for years. great... So it's all... It's my whole life... Right. ...from the day I arrive. Right. You know, and all my stories. But now everything's been fucked up with that stupid show, I'm Dying Up Here. I know. And, and not that... The only reason... The, the backdrop would be the stand-up comedy eventually. Right, right. But I didn't even get to that for a while. It was right. my friendship with Paul Mooney, oh, I who did, was my I mentor. I haven't gotten there yet. I know. I'm getting there for you. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. So you um, are doing that. And then you you go to ye little... Uh, I, the first time I get up, I met this woman named Judy Vallon. I think she came to... Um, Charles Ross um, School of Beauty, and right. I did her nails there, and I had a crush on her. And she lived a she lived above some gay bar on Santa Monica, um, right around the corner. I lived on Norton Avenue, right. and I had a big crush on her. She um, was a um, like a cabaret singer, and she right. left her family and her children in Ohio, moved back to L.A. Her parents were vaudeville vaudevillians back in the wow. day, and her mother wrote special material for her. Right. So she found me totally amusing, and I really wanted to be a singer. And she said, well, you're really funny. You should do stand-up and then incorporate singing into it. So I put together my five minutes, and she took me to the Ye Little Club. And the night I got up, um, Paul Mooney was there and my friend Lotus Lotus Weinstock. She, God rest her soul. God, it's never been the same since Lotus left us. I miss that lady. Oh, she was amazing. Ugh. So you go, and Paul comes up to you after. Paul comes over to me, and he said, Bernhard, you're a cigarette come to life. <laughs> They're going to put you through hell in a pair of kerosene drawers. <laughs> you're going to be a model. They're gonna, the, the fashion world's going to embrace you. And he predicted everything. And he was right. And he took me under his wing, and Lotus took me under her wing. And I had these two fabulous, you know, people in my life who got me through everything. You know how it is when you start off. In oh, this it's business. great! It's ah! great! Oh my God! There's so much positive feedback yeah. in the beginning. So much love, in, yeah. the, in the room, and just self-esteem building. Mm-hmm. But that. Oh, in many ways. Oh, yeah. It takes a lifetime to say I knew you well, but only time will tell us so. And love will grow for all. 
references, Bet. Thank you. Yeah, she's good. Um, Bet Sussman at the piano, ladies and gentlemen. Bet Sussman. Hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? Is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. When do you get to the belly room at the Comedy Store? Now, just for reference, the Comedy Store is, you know, Mitzi Shore. Yeah. Um, and she had three rooms in there. There was the, the original, uh, original the main, main, and then the belly room, which sat like, yeah. what, 460, 50? Yeah, that came a little bit later. I mean, no, actually, by the time I got through it, that was it was it was happening. And Lotus and I hosted many of of the nights in the belly room. I remember when I got to LA in uh, like ninety two. 91, 92. 92. I know. Honey, I, that was like ancient. That was right. I know I was you were there in ancient times. Yes, but when I got there, Mitzi. Who loved the guys. I mean, she loved her male. Yeah. But she took to me. Okay. And she gave me a show every single Friday night in the belly room at 8 Your o'clock. Your own show? Yes, just Judy Gold. And that's how I developed all my material for my first comedy special. Amazing. But you were... That was the name Sandra Bernhardt started here. Sandra Bern... This is Sandra's room. Like, you are <laughs> the belly room. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Without it, I really... You know, it's... Cr- as crazy as Mitzi was, God rest her soul, and as irritating as she yeah. was, you know, you got to have some opposition. You got to hit up against something to become good right. in this business. You got to knock yourself against some walls. Who was working there when you started? You were in the 70s. When um, you... Well, when I first started, eight, um, early Elaine oh. um, Boozler. Boozler, oh honey, she hated me. Why? Boozler was not having me, honey. Why? Oh, because you, yeah, all right. I mean, come I on. Got it. I mean, I was the first comedian not to do self-deprecating material. Right, that's what what I okay. wanted to talk about. So that yeah. that right there, women comedians were threatened because that that was their you know stock and trade. Right. Men were freaked out because then they felt like they couldn't take advantage. Right. Because oh, you know, I can get you know. Right, something out of this broad because she hates herself right. so much. I mean, I was insecure. Don't get me wrong. Right, but you. But 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 I ne- it never came out in my material. Where do you think you? I mean, you from it, day I, one from, confidence, because, confidence, confidence, confidence. I had to be because I couldn't let um, all the feminists down. You know, the, all right. the ladies who like you know, all my ladies. 
I mean, they I, fought for me, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going for but it. But to have that sense, that knowledge, like, I don't want to do... I mean, because... That's what we all did. I mean, I, you know, I would get on stage and the first thing I would say was talk about, I'm not a transvestite. I know I'm tall. Like I would get all that shit out of the way. And you were always, and I think that's why people were afraid of you because you, yeah. But did you ever go home and were like, of course. Really? Sure. I cried. I was, I was, you know, freaked out. Wow. I was afraid I would never make it. Wow. And you know what? You're gonna make it up. So um, you're doing, you're doing. You wanted to do stand up, which Lotus helped you with the music and the stand up, right? A little bit. No, because she she no, was I a mean, musicianish. I, she was. She did her own thing, and we did some stuff together. But I had already started to kind of do my own kooky thing. You and know? and Joan, you met Joan Rivers through her. Is that correct? Oh, I thought. Oh, no. Joan was working at the Ye Little Club as no, well. I never met. No, matter of fact, Joan Rivers was quoted as saying, if that girl doesn't get a nose job, she'll never make it in the... In really? The <laughs> All right, calm down. She's not alive anymore. She was very nice. She said that? Yeah. I love not your to face. my face. I love your fucking face. Oh, I, it is the greatest face. And, and you were on the cover of fucking L magazine. Can you imagine if I had done my nose? No, my mother would never let me. Judith, you will get your nose done when Barbara Streisand gets her nose done. <laughs> she was one of your, one of your, and Acolytes. then you met her. And then you met her. Like, that's why you can't meet anyone. You know? Cause yeah, oh, you mean Streisand. Yeah, okay, Streisand. No. Streisand, see, she's another one that doesn't like it when people are coming. Right. Um, what is that? Everybody wants to have that. Everybody know, wants to be the only person forever. I've heard you say that, and this, I think there's truth to this, that, you know, even though comics are real, I mean, like, some of my very close friends are comedians, you know, but there is that little area where it's like, when they do well, you're like, fuck, 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 you know? Did, were you ever like that? Well, no, no, I mean, because I kind of like, I veered away from the comedy world right. after I, you know, struck out with the, you know, on my own with, with King But of you're comedy. so lucky and because you... I was able to like start doing more like, you know... You kind of created this genre of one person. Like you... That's right. You I do get the, I do get irritated when, when, when I see people, you know, doing like a one woman show or one person show incorporating music and doing it. I'm like... What? Right, exactly. As if that's never been done. Right, and they talk, right. But then they talk, they interview them, and t- they talk about it like they, no, like they they like, thought of it. The, they're like, the whatever. first people. Who fucking cares? So, um, <laughs> I just keep I just keep on trucking and trying and, tr- and trying to really like strip away the artifice. Yes, you know that's that. What, but if you if you can't keep getting closer to who you really are as a performer, then who fucking cares anyway? Right. That that raw honesty is like, I think what you brought into the world of you know stand up slash one person slow. Yeah, slow, it, I slow. mean, I just took everything I always loved, you know, entertainment, the stuff that I grew up on, the, right. the variety shows, right, right, rock and roll, right, you know, um, sexy actresses like Julie right. Christie, you right. Know? I mean, it was, I, and I just like it was like, mm. and you have I such a sense of style. Thank like you. you, you do. Thank you. So um, I love fashion since I was very young. Yeah, I fucking hated. <laughs> like I did. I still. You can ask my girlfriend Elise is here. Where's Elise? Elise is right there. Hi, and honey. I like your glasses. Yeah, she. Um, I cannot walk into a store with that. Like I, if I never had to walk into a department store again, I was a size ten at ten foot shoe. Sweet baby. So we had to go to Tall Gal Shoe Shop on um, across from the New York Public Library on 42nd. I was the fourth I, that's generation not, of that's my not family. There not there. Tall Gal Shoes, fourth generation to, and you know it was all nursing shoes. Like I fucking went to school with nursing fucking shoes on. Okay. Then I was a 12 at 12, and then that was the end. What? Yeah, I'm a 12 and a half. And then um, I just bought a pair of boots. 13. And then, um, and you Did know. Did your feet grow after you had a baby? Yes. Did yours? I think one size up. Whatever. I, um. Nine. Also, no, my nine. mother would make my clothes because 
and she would sew and make, and then all the kids would make fun of me, like, "Oh, great dress!" Because I wore, you know, I'd wear a dress to the bat mitzvahs. Oh, Judith, what a nice dress! <laughs> Fuck all of you, you fucking assholes. So, so you get. Can you talk about how you got the king of comedy? I mean, that is, yeah. you know, how I how I was introduced. <laughs> fucking. Beyond brilliant, like beyond brilliant, and you're so. What were you, 26? 20. I, I, when I, the night I started shooting, it was my birthday. I turned 26 on the first night that I shot The King of Comedy. That's unbelievable. And Sis Corman robbed me from, um, what was that great um, um, boutique that has been closed for years on the Upper West Side here? You know, the, the chicest, hippest. Charavari. Oh, yeah, I remember that. She brought me a little pair of like white shorts and a and a, and a French cut T-shirt and gave it to me on my birthday as we were shooting. Oh anyway. my god! And wait, can I just go back to your first joke that you, when you first yes. joke you ever wrote, which yeah. is the funniest thing? Yeah. You didn't know what you were gonna say and yeah. you got on stage and said, "I'm a medium." I understand you're a small, you're an extra large. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest thing. All right, sorry, I wanted to make sure I got that in. That cracks me up. Okay, so how do you get King of... And I'm well, sure everybody every comic, was uh, every, right? No, every actress was auditioning. Everybody was auditioning for this. And my agent at the time, who happened to be Chris, Chris Albrecht, Albrecht, who started, which I tell Henry all the time, he started at as ICM. a door... No, he, but he started no, yeah. as a door, he door was a guy door at the man improv. Yeah. at the improv, okay? Yeah. Okay, a doorman, which is where he should have always been. <laughs> hey, Chris, how are you? <laughs> All right, good. So he became an agent and became my agent, and I would call him like four times a week. When's my audition for King of Comedy? When's my audition for King? I, I don't know yet. They don't. They don't want to see you yet. He never submitted me for it. My he just friend, fucking lied to you. It was almost towards the end of the whole process, and so my friend Lucy Webb. Who was in a team with this one? I love Lucy Webb. We did Cheryl a TV show together. Um, a TV movie together. Yeah. Okay. She called Sis Corman and said, You've got to see this right. girl. So I set up my own audition. I went in and for Fuck Sis, Chris. I did some of the lines and the whole the whole thing was you had to improvise. So I just did this insane impro- improvisation, you know, where I go crazy like I right. do in the movie. And she looked at me, she goes, I think I need to set up a meeting with Marty. <laughs> like that. Scorsese. So the next day yeah. I came back and I met with Marty and I did a similar audition. And I think I don't know if Bobby De Niro was there that day. Maybe I went back. Oh, here's the best thing. That you went you did a set or something with Mooney or something. Oh no, no, yeah. no, hold oh, on. I sorry. Get, you're rushing the story. I'm sorry. As I came get out excited. of the second audition. Yeah. This person pulls up next to me in a Volkswagen. This just, hi, it's me, Deb. It's Debbie from the Improv. Who was it? It was Deborah Winger. What? She used to be a waitress at the Improv, and then I didn't even realize. I was so like, I was so. She like, was a waitress at the yeah. Improv. I was so into my own headspace about the about the audition, and then all of a sudden I panicked because I thought, oh my god, she probably just auditioned right, for right. it, which she probably did. It was up at the um, Chateau Marmont. Right. So anyway, yeah, like a couple days later, I, I did a set at the Improv, and Richard Belzer came up. Love. Nicest guy <laughs> in Richard the world. Richard Belzer came up and improv with me during my set. Right. Okay. Oh. So they saw how I was with another person. Right. Did he know, do that on purpose? Yeah, they, we, he planned it. We planned it. So a month Nicest goes guy. by. I'm yeah. down in Palm Springs with Paul Mooney because I hadn't heard back from, from the... I said, right. it's never going to happen. I'm not going to get him. He says, Bernhard, you got to relax. So I drive home at the end of the weekend. And, you know, it was in the days you just had a phone machine, right? So right. I play the phone. We need you in New York right away. Please call us back. We're going to fly you to New York. But was it a recent call or from like a week before? No, no, no. It was just a few days old. Oh, okay, so God, I, I, so I call back. Yeah. They fly me to New York. Yeah. I stay at the Mayflower first, Hotel. First hotel, class. First class. And then I have my big audition with Jerry Lewis. And then I'm, I'm, I'm laying around my, my, my room at the, at the Mayflower. The phone rings. I pick it up. It's Sis Gorman. They, they're giving you the role. Oh, my God! I, I hang love up that! The phone. Did you I fucking freak out? I run downstairs. 
Marty and Bobby had just had lunch at the observatory. Yeah. I ran down the street after them, scared the shit out of them, but reenacted, you know, apart from the movie. Yeah. So they knew for sure they had. So who's the first person you called when you found out? (sighs) That's been so long. Probably my parents. Okay. (laughs) Can we talk about Jerry Lewis? I mean, I'm sure he was nice on the set. He wasn't. He wasn't. No. He was an asshole. Horrible person. Yeah, horrible. But really fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, because so I, I got, was so mad when I found out because I was there when he said no women. I was in the Aspen Comedy Festival. I was I watched uh, Martin Scorsese's wife, who God rest her soul. I mean, not Martin, Marty Short's wife. Fuck. Um, God rest her soul, nicest woman in the world. At said you've not we've you've been interviewed for an hour. You haven't mentioned one woman as being, and he said. They're, they're, they're so not funny, funny and there's no funny women and they're just baby makers or something. And I was, and it was sell sneakers on, you know, and he would, uh, he would dance around. I just, but you see, so that, fucking but annoying. You see, I, I put aside all of the personal interaction and just watched him and laughed because I thought this is unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm in a movie with Jerry Lewis right, in a right. dramatic role mm-hmm. with the most talented people in the world. Who fucking cares if he's mean and making fun of me? God, you are boy, you have such a good attitude. Uh, who cares? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you you also but that was like the big like oh, it doesn't get any bigger. And I slid downhill from Wait, there. no. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy no. Gold's Just it's Kill Me. Just, just Kill Me Now. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.